we're in these gray, chilly, blah days of our Minnesota winter. So I thought today I'd bring you back to maybe a more cheery image. Let's talk about going to the pool, shall we? Let's imagine going to the pool with the sun out, you're sweating, the swim trunks are on, you got the concession stand open. It's a beautiful place to be in the mind. Where I grew up, the Palmyra Community Pool was directly across the street from my house. It was a 75-foot walk from my front door straight out to the doors of the pool, and we'd go there as a family many times growing up in the summer. And there's a key to kind of start off with, you know, you've got the The kiddie pool, the really, really shallow one. You've got those kind of metal, like, mushrooms and trees that spout water. You can kind of play in as a a little toddler, as a kid. And then you've got the main pool with the shallow end, the middle, and then the deep end. And on the deep end, looming high in the sky, was the high dive. Anybody remember your first time jumping off the high dive? What that was like? It's like a pivotal moment in my life, actually. Like climbing up that thing, you know, looking back, it's not that big, but as a kid, you climb up there and you're looking down and it can be terrifying. It's like, I know know this isn't going to kill me. I've seen kids come out of this pool after doing this, but it's probably going to kill me. And how am I going to jump into this water? And, you know, even though you got people cheering you on the first time, like, you can do it, it's all right, you know. Sometimes you just want to just cling on to the diving board and just walk backwards right down the, the ladder. But I remember the first time I dove off the high dive, got the courage and went into the pool. And after that first jump, it's like all those fears just evaporated. It was so much fun. And you just do it again and again and again. You can't wait to get back up there. So fun to to jump, jump off and to be immersed in this huge, deep pool of water. The word baptism just means immersed. It means to to dunk or to dip into water. That's all it means, really. And here John the Baptist, he's he's dunking people, immersing them in water in the River Jordan as a preparation for the greater baptism of Christ. People are confessing their sins and then being immersed in the water as a sign of purification. But what's John the Baptist say today? He says, I'm baptizing you with water. But there's one coming after me, and he will baptize you. He will immerse you. He's going to plunge you into the Holy Spirit. The very life and fire and glory of God. He's going to let you be immersed in that. Isn't it amazing that at the very beginning of the gospel, John chapter 1, there's already a foreshadowing of Pentecost. We could say in one way that the whole work of Christ on earth to atone for our sins and save us also has to do with simply letting us receive the fullness of the Holy Spirit. That's what Christ came to do, to give you and I, to fill us with the Spirit of God. To be plunged into the ocean of God's love, which is infinite, deeper than any pool, And to desire to to have that fun and joy of jumping into that spirit again and again and again, deeper and deeper. The symbols of the Holy Spirit speak to us about what this whole thing is about. One image of the Spirit is water, because he gives us new birth. 
We were all in water inside our mother's wombs at one point until she gave birth. The Spirit is the water of new birth into Christ. The Spirit's also symbolized by fire. This transforming, contagious, energetic power. We share the life of God and and we share that with other people. The warmth and light of fire comes into us through the Holy Spirit. The Spirit's also symbolized by oil. Anointing oil that, that covers us, fills every nook and cranny, protects us. Jesus is the anointed one. He has the fullness of the Spirit. It remains, he remains on him. And we, because we're in Jesus, we share that anointing. We're covered with the glory and goodness of God. And that fragrance of Christ is meant to waft off of us. Brothers and sisters, do you want the Holy Spirit? Anybody? Do you want the Holy Spirit? Do you want more of God's Holy Spirit? Now be careful. Do you want to be filled with God's Holy Spirit? Yes, I do. Amen. And the Lord wants to give him to you. He wants to let you plunge into the fullness of God. Sometimes we feel that call of the Lord to go deeper and we get a little scared because we know that if we yield our lives to God and we're in a relationship with God, you know, in a relationship, in a good relationship, you don't control the other person. It's a free exchange. And when we give God permission to take us deeper into the Holy Spirit, there's this sense of like, okay, I'm kind of losing control here. I'm giving permission to to my partner, to my love, to my God to do something new, and I can't see exactly where it's going to lead me. But if you give him permission, you're going to have a joy and a power and a love you never could have planned for. What's the way, what's one way that we can let the Holy Spirit more into our lives and jump off that diving board into the the depths of the Lord's love for us and his mission for us? I'll give you one way this morning. Make yourself uncomfortable. Make yourself uncomfortable. Make yourself thirsty. Make yourself hungry. Desiring to be fed. You know, if there's any food on the earth that you don't, you know it's healthy for you, but you don't like to eat, like let's say, let's say you really hate broccoli, you know it's really good for you, and you never want to eat it, you like going to White Castle instead, or whatever is your favorite fast food place. I'm not a fan of White Castle, by the way, but you know, just in case. You know, the, the way to be able to eat lots of healthy food, like broccoli, is if you're really, really hungry, and there's only broccoli on the table, you're going to eat broccoli. And it's going to be so good for you. Right? Like, this is how it works, right? If, we can, if we're sometimes scared of going off that diving board, we have to let go of our attachments to what we're used to, the things of this world that want to keep us from receiving more of the Holy Spirit. St. Paul says, there's a war between the Spirit and the flesh until we get to heaven. The Spirit wars against the flesh and the flesh against the Spirit. The flesh is rowdy. The flesh can be out of control. 
and our spirit needs to master our flesh, needs to calm our flesh so we can be whole again in Christ. What are the places where we become so attached to our comforts and being fed and, and, and receiving drink from things that are really not that nourishing in this world that we need to let go of? You know, when kids go up the high dive and they're scared, so often, I've seen this so many times, you know, they, they go up the ladder and they see the, the depth below them. They've never done this before. And what do they do? They grab onto anything nearby. They grab onto the ladder. They grab onto the diving board. They grab onto the, the rails. And they don't want to let go. Sometimes they're even paralyzed. They, they try and walk down the ladder. They get stuck on the ladder. They just cling to it. And all the kids below are like, come on, come on, do it. It's my turn, you know. Like the ways that we allow the many, many comforts of our modern American life to stay in us are many of the ways that we refuse to jump with the Lord. We grab on and we cling. What are some of the ways that God's calling you to make your life more uncomfortable so that the only comfort you can go to is Christ? You know, when I give penances in the confessional, they're meant to spur a person on to deeper love of God. The penances are not about working off your sins. They're about, your sins are already forgiven. It's about growing closer to God. And um, apparently I have a bit of a reputation for giving some, let's say, um, maybe strange penances. Kind of proud of that, actually. You know, sometimes I'll tell people, like, um, this week you're not going to watch any TV. That's your penance. Or this week um, you're going to give up sweets the whole week. And this is like outside of Lent. This is any time. Because fasting from our attachments is not just for Lent. Or this week, um, don't wear jewelry. Don't wear makeup this week. It's like, what? Like, how can I do that? It's like, what is crazy? It's like the whole, the whole point is that we have some attachment that's really, at the end of the day, not necessary for us. As we begin to let go of that, the only place we can go is towards the end of the diving board, towards God. Watch TV? Like, how can I do that? What am I going to do with all this time? You're going to spend that time with Jesus somehow. Like, give up sweets? Give, uh, like, um, I love sweets. Like, I, I have them every day. Like, what am I going to do? You're going to open the word of God, and that will be your sweetness today. Not wear jewelry? Not wear my, my makeup? Like, that's just like, I do it every day. Like, well, let Christ be your only adornment today. Whatever it is, our attachments, we think we have to have this. So many of those attachments, they make us resistant to the Spirit. We're still grabbing onto the rails, grabbing on the diving board. And even though the saints and the angels and our brothers and sisters are saying, you can do this. This is going to be good. Jump. Jump more into the Holy Spirit. Sometimes we just want to stay there. And in our culture and our world today... We need to consciously make efforts to break from those attachments if we want more of the Holy Spirit. So what is it for you? What's the thing that's comfortable, familiar, where your flesh gets fed, your flesh is comforted, and you just walk away from going into the depths with God? Whatever it is, I guarantee you, if you let yourself become hungry and thirsty for God, if you let your, your discomforts rise to the surface, I guarantee you, 
Christ will come and be your comfort. He will be your food. He will be the quenching of your thirst. And just like the diving board, it's going to be like, why did I not do this before? Of course this is great. Of course this is fun. I want more of you, Lord. I can't believe I didn't do this earlier. One time at the pool, to conclude, after I'd done the diving board, you know, I saw a girl climb up the high dive for clearly, clearly the very first time, and she was scared. And she was looking down at the pool, and of course, her mind said she could do it, but her flesh said, you can't. And she was so scared. She's holding up the line, and, and she's grabbing on to the, the metal and the diving board. And finally, her big sister came up the ladder and stood next to her and told her, you can do this. It's going to be okay. And she's like, no, no, I need to go back down. Her big sister said, you know what? T- tell you what. You grab onto me as tight as you can, and you close your eyes, and I'll grab onto you, and I'll jump for both of us. That's just what she did. She grabbed onto her big sister. Big sister grabbed onto her. And she took a huge leap into the deep end. Immersed in the depths. That's all it took. Then she was good to go. Then she could dive again and again and again. All by herself. That big sister is Christ. We let go of our attachments. We let go of the things we think we have to have in this world. We realize that there's something more for us. And even if we can't bring ourselves to jump off that diving board, we just grab on to him. We say, Lord, you be my comfort. You be my strength. You be the depths of God for me. And as you cling to Christ, he will jump off that high dive. He will immerse you in the Holy Spirit. You will be baptized in the Holy Spirit. You will know the power and fire of God like never before. You will be his witnesses. Brothers and sisters, grab on to Christ and make the plunge.